Hey, hey, you guys. Thank you all so much for being a part of Black Canvas once again. Season seven, I told you guys we we're going to have some amazing artists on this season. And we just keep on bringing them on. And I'm very excited to have our special guest on the show today, Mr. Jacob Morris. If you guys have not heard of Jacob, please make sure at the end of this you stream his music, follow him. He has an amazing voice and a great career. And he's based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Jacob's onstage presence has proven himself as a natural entertainer and people are starting to notice the excitement built around his name. With over 250 performances in 2021, fans have seen him perform at festivals and showcases nationally such as Whiskey Jam, Country Thunder, and Nick's Barbecue and Beer Festival as well as on stage opening for artists such as Lee Rice, Big and Rich, Chris Jansen, and many more. Originally from Gilbert, Arizona, Jacob started chasing his musical dream after graduating high school in 2015. He tried to book as many shows as possible in coffee shops, cafes, and any restaurant that would let him play for a few hours. Soon enough, he built up a strong band in the Phoenix area and began working his way into the best venues and festivals around. Jacob has played all across the United States and also internationally with recent performances in Mexico and Turkey. For him, he believes country music doesn't just belong in the South. And we're so grateful to have Mr. Jacob here with us on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, I'm excited. I love country music. That's actually my favorite music that most people wouldn't even expect that I would like, but I love I'm a it. huge country fan. So who did you grow up listening to? Who, oh, who was, like, man. your favorite country artist? I love Travis Tripp, of course. Oof. I was a huge fan of, um, what's your, oh, Shania Twain. I was getting tongue-tied. All right, love Shania Twain. I love Trisha Yearwood. Um, I love Randy Travis. I mean, just so many amazing artists. Carrie Underwood, of course, is one of my favorite artists of yeah. today. Um, but yeah, and I love, um, it's, I want to make sure I pronounce her name correct. Is it Marin Morris? Yeah, Marin Morris. She is not related to me, by the way. We were not, okay. <laughs> we are not brother and sister. I'm about to say, <laughs> so you must have co-written Bones, I was about to say. <laughs> um, I wish I did. I'd be making a lot more money if I had written that song, man. Oh, man, that is such an amazing song. Like, I love the way it was written because you, yeah. it, it's such a great play on words. But when you think of just kind of like a house and bones and just, just how relationships are built, I, totally. I, just, I love her as well. Yeah, I'm, that whole record is uh, amazing. And her production is uh, fantastic through and through. I'm a huge Marin fan. So great. great. You, you know some good country music, man. That's awesome. And I know you too. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to give you whatever I can. That's all we ask for, right? Now, <laughs> one of my good friends I've actually interviewed, um, I've talked to a couple of country artists on here. Do you know Eric Glee? Eric? I actually I don't think I've met him, no. Okay, well, look up Eric Lee, and I would love for y'all maybe hopefully to work to, in together in the future. He has some amazing songs. Love him. Great guy. I mean, he's definitely someone I like. And then Styles awesome. Hari, um, I've talked to him um, as well. So there's been, and Chris Shoot. It's been a lot of amazing people that have come on the show who are just great artists. And so, so, yeah, cool, so we have Jacob here, so I'm excited. 
Thanks, Brent. That's, I mean, I'm pumped, man. This town is, uh, I mean, you're doing the right thing. Mean, Nashville's full of just incredible songwriters, artists, musicians through and through. So um, there's a lot of people here that are inspirational, talented, and are wanting something more for the world. So um, thank you for doing what you do. Oh, no problem at all. So I have some fun questions for you. I'm going to kind of jump right into them. So if you're ready, we can go straight into them. Let's do it, man. I'm excited. All right. So my first question for you is, I kind of mentioned some of the opening acts and people you performed with in the past. Can you tell me about what it was like performing with these artists? And if you don't mind kind of sharing the background story of these artists yeah. you work with. Sure. I mean, we it's just kind of worked out last couple of years, um, thankfully to, to some good friends and um, connections that I've made throughout the years, just where we were winding up opening up for certain artists. We got ourselves on some festival bills and, and this past year we opened up for, Lee Bryce, Parker McCollum, uh, Cameron Marlowe in my hometown. Uh, back that was in, back in March in Arizona, and uh, it was amazing. It, you love playing on a bill with an artist that you respect or somebody that has kind of paved the way for you in, in more ways than one. So, any chance that you have to get on a bill like that, you're not only playing for a crowd that that has never heard your music probably, and now you get to play your original songs. It's not just cover songs; you get to play, you know. What, what you do you get to showcase what what you're made of and you hope to leave with a couple fans and um so it's been great i mean big and rich we opened up for them in 2021 they were super nice people their team was great we loved that show and uh hopefully looking forward to opening up for some more in the, the near future but uh always a fun time those are my favorite shows to play for sure awesome well i'm actually going to speak something positive in your life you're not going to actually be opening. You're going to be headlining soon. So that's going to be. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I hope so. I hope that's right around the corner. I, I do believe that. I always tell people like when you pay your dues, it always pays out in the end for sure. No doubt. Absolutely. You work hard and you're kind. Great things will happen. I believe that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's kind of talk about your hometown. So let's talk about growing up in Arizona versus living in Tennessee. What's been one of the major differences for yeah. you? Uh, the Mexican food. Uh, there's not <laughs> as much good Mexican food in Nashville, man. I, I'm I'm used to the the hole in the wall spots back home that were just awesome. But honestly, uh, it's been great. I, I love growing up in Arizona. I was a fourth generation native, so my whole family was there. I mean, my my great grandfather was the mayor of Chandler, um, which is pretty much right where I was born, and and my, my family's been there for a long time, so. Arizona to me will always be home. Um, and, and leaving was, was difficult and, and challenging. And I, I didn't want to do it at times, but you're chasing a dream. I knew that Nashville was the place that I needed to be that I needed to end up. And, and finally there was an opportunity that came up and we just moved out here. Uh, it was like in the span of about a month, I got a job opportunity that I knew was going to help pay the bills and we did it. So um, since moving here, though, we love this place, and Tennessee is rich of kindness and hospitality, gr great people everywhere that I've met, uh, musicians, artists, just people on the street, um, so the, the the kindness here is amazing, and uh, I think we bought a house here in March, so I think, I guess we're going to stay, <laughs> and um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, to what the future holds here in Nashville. Congratulations on buying that home. That's amazing. Thank you. It was not, it was not easy uh, considering the market that we're in right now, but <laughs> we, we somehow made it work. 
<laughs> yeah, the market is so tricky right now. It's a little really bit, a little bit. It took us, yeah, but I, took us nineteen offers to get a house. It was pretty wild. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little competitive here, just a bit, just a bit. But I do agree with you about your hometown, like being enriched with so much great food. Like I probably grew up in one of the best cities in New Orleans. I mean, food is just like number one there. Yeah. And so, like, one thing I miss more than anything is a great beignet. And I love, like, Cafe Du mm. is just, like, a place like no other. And so I remember, like, going to Jackson Square and being in certain areas and eating. And then a good thing, a gumbo. Like, you just cannot find gumbo anywhere else, yeah. like, in New Orleans. I mean, it's just, like, some of the best things. It's, it's, it might be something about just, like, growing up in that area where it's just, like, that's just your comfort zone. So, like, maybe nothing ever tastes as good as where you came from. But I agree. Like, I wouldn't want to – I would not want to eat, you know, New Orleans food anywhere else but New Orleans. So – and I think we chatted last time. I got to come down there and, and check it out, man. I have not been yet. So. Yes. Yeah. I only have gone through a few times because it's, it's hard for me sometimes to go through my city – because I just go back to the memories of Katrina and, and that to me makes it really difficult. Mm. Like I've never, ever been mm. back on the block where I grew up. And so that's something that most people don't know about. Wow. Me. Yeah, that, that's always been a huge trigger um, because I know what I lost and I know I've gained a lot since, but I don't think emotionally I would be able wow. to go back and see no home being there when I lived there for 20 years. I mean, that, so- that's hard. One, I'm sorry to hear about that. That's unreal. Well, how old were you when that happened? Yeah, I was 20 years old when it happened. You were 20? Yes, yes. So that was 20 years of my life of just being there and just experiencing life. I mean, it was a home that my grandfather ended up buying. And I think that's what means a lot to me and why I can't, because um, he passed away in 2003. And so I was still processing mm. his loss. Two years later, that happens. Yeah. Then my grandmother was just diagnosed with dementia and I was taking care of her as well. So there was a lot of like things that was going on at that time that just made it really difficult between school and that. And I was like, you know what? Nothing against, of course, my city. I love my city. But it was just like things have changed so much. Yeah. And like you go down different areas. And when I did visit one time, like I didn't even recognize the city because there were so many um changes like as far as restaurants things were knocked down even my high school mm. is no longer in existence um so it was kind of like wow like i feel like if i go back i'm visiting a strange town you know instead of actually feeling yeah. the way i once felt from a kid i don't have that in the, that type of feeling yeah. like i had when i was younger anymore well yeah and like it wasn't it, it's not the home that you knew that home was ripped away unfortunately and and that's yeah. that's hard man i, I can't imagine just that feeling of, of something so out of control and, and something you can't change anything about impacting your city that way. And then not even be able to salvage what, what, you know, you had there. That's, that's, I'm sorry you experienced that, but I'm sure that also grew you in a lot of ways. I'm sure it it challenged. I mean, that is a massive challenge for anybody, family, Thank you. I appreciate you saying that so much to me because, I mean, I think people forget. I, it's been so many years now and people are like, oh, well, you know, people should just get over it. You're, you're, but it's like, no, it's it's your life. No. Your life, you know, changes, you know, in a moment. And I think like if I had been prepared for it, I think I probably could have taken it differently. But I think when you, when you don't know what's happening, you have to live with yeah. the moment and then 
you have other family members affected, it just kind of shifted. But yeah, for me today as an adult, I love that I get to help mm. people work through trauma and talk about issues because I know that, you know, trauma doesn't just go away overnight. And so that's why I love your music because right. your music is so uplifting and it's a way for you to feel like you are kind of exported into another realm and you can still be able to enjoy it without feeling like you're taking it too seriously. And I, I love that about music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I appreciate you saying that too. That's really cool. Oh yeah, no problem. All right. So I have a fun question for you. What are three adjectives okay. that your fans or supporters might use to describe your music? This one's tough because I feel like the three that I would want that I would like I feel I would list would probably be way different than if you asked any of my fans. Um, I would say that my music tends to be very reflective. I find that theme uh, throughout what I write, just sometimes looking back on, on where you've been or what happened. Um, And I, I guess there's a lot of that just in storytelling in general, but I also feel like I've always focused on the growth of, the story, you know, something happened in life and it changed you this way. And um, so I, I think my lyrics tend to be very reflective uh, for anybody that's seen us, you know, live it's, it's, we're energetic for sure. I love playing songs that are upbeat and fun and gets people moving and dancing. And, you know, wh- whenever I am writing a song or in a studio, I'm thinking about how it's going to play out live. So we try to write, fun stuff. And so uh, energy, there's a lot of energy in the songs. Um, and we're pretty loud. Uh, we, <laughs> when we, uh, when we do a show, we, we don't hold back. We like cranking everything up and, and run with the punches. So. I like that. So I'm going to answer what three come to mind for me. Okay. Go for it. I think one would definitely be authentic. No, oh, thank no you. problem. Yeah, I love authentic writing and I'm a, a lyric analysis type person. And I, yeah, I will literally go back and listen to something and then go back to it and re-listen to it. And it and I like it in the moment. Now I might forget the lyrics right. later, but I'll come back to it. But I love when I'm listening to something and to read it, and then I get a feeling attached to what I'm listening to. So I would definitely say authentic mm. is one. I would say brave mm. is another one. Mm. Thank you. I think, yeah, yeah, being brave is important. Like just releasing music and not knowing how anyone is going to receive it can be, you know, stressful for an artist. But I feel like when there's the right, you know, either production value or if there's other people who are giving you their honest, constructive feedback, like that takes a lot of bravery to keep on releasing new music and and knowing that people may or may not receive it live or, you know, by record. So I think authentic, Mm. brave, and then the last one, I was thinking of a couple of words, but I'm going to try to narrow it down to see which one I want to use. Yeah. Go for it. This is is great. I love this. I love actually hearing somebody else, like, describe it with three words. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say free. Free. Okay. Yeah. And so the reason I said free is that I think there's a free in nature in, in music, especially live music. And when I've gone to concerts, yeah, um, some of my favorite artists I've been able to see. And I'm like, when I've heard them, I'm like, I felt free, like I could be myself, whether if you're singing or dancing to music, whether you're offbeat singing in tune, it doesn't matter. You feel free in that moment. You're around other people who are experiencing something similar, which is a freeing experience. 
and then I think the last part about being free is that when you close out your last set and you walk off the stage, it's like you can take a deep breath, like an aha, like, oh, that was such a freeing moment. Oh, absolutely. Like I was able to connect. Oh, man. I, I always tell, I, I haven't done many meet and greets before. Like that's, that's just not something I'm doing a lot of right now. But I've done maybe three in my in, entire span of my career. And I've noticed... Uh, and I've always said that, that whenever in the future we are planning those, hopefully soon, um, well, we're always going to do them before the show because there's no possible way that I could ever be social after a show. I, every, every single time we play, it's like I, I give every bit of energy that I have to the crowd in hopes that they give it back to me too because that's fuel for us on stage. And I feel like every time I walk off stage, it is that. It's that freeing moment of like, I sit down, I take a breath, and I'm like, I don't want to move anything. I have no energy left in me at all. <laughs> so it's definitely a freeing, uh, you know, weight off the chest, I guess. That makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. And the other word I was kind <laughs> of like teetering with was therapeutic. Mm, I'm glad. I, I, I really love therapy and just what music can do to heal and there's so many healing properties in a lot of different aspects of our lives and I always tell people like we have to have the spiritual the emotional psychological physical there's so many parts of our mind body and spirit that have to be aligned when we're doing things and so I think as a musician especially an artist that's being authentic and sharing your truth on stage or through you know an actual cd or record or someone streams and hears your music for the first time you want to feel like that person mm. is sitting back and they're actually feeling what you're feeling or that they can acknowledge that I don't know what that feels like, but I would love to be a part of getting to know this human being. And I think that's why meeting greets are so amazing. Like I said, you can actually hear the fans yeah. and they can give you fan art or tell you how amazing, how you help get them through yeah. maybe the toughest moment of their life. And that's just such, a, I think, a therapeutic on way of working through through life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, that's that's what writing is. That's what I do with any any song I write. It's it's therapy for me to have something that's maybe. And again, this isn't every song, but maybe you have something that's bothering you a little bit, or something you just want to get off your chest. And once that song is done, and now it's an it's not only an idea, it's it's a a product that you can play live, you can showcase to somebody else. There is a relief of like ah, it's it's out. Like I don't. I'm not holding on to that thought anymore. I'm not holding on to this thing. That's something I would want to say. And I found the way to say it. And now people can enjoy it. And hopefully they understand kind of where I'm coming from. Yes. And that's why I love country music, because I feel like there's a way that you can still relate a message where it doesn't have to be as blatant of this is what I mean. Like there can be so many underlying messages beneath the surface and, yeah. and I feel like that to me is a great song. Like if I have to question, does this mean three different things or not? Like to me, that feels <laughs> like that person only thought about the lyrical content, but they're thinking about their fans because the fans are going to all have reactions. Some might cry, some might scream, some might get depressed. Some might actually feel, you know, an ambivalence. They may not know what they're feeling. And I feel like that genuinely is what I love about your music and just music in general. Thank you. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, that's a great point. It's a, uh, you know, we all need that. I mean, music, that's what I, that's why I turned to music in the first place was kind of escapism. Like when I was younger and I just felt like the world was kind of caving in on me or I had 
you know, any sense of anxiety or like heavy chested feeling, I would put my headphones in and listen to music. And that was my way of kind of feeling heard, feeling understood. And then I wouldn't feel that bad after listening to a couple songs. And I think that's why I still want to make music is if I can provide that for somebody else, the same thing that I did. I mean, that's, that's, I love that. I'm glad we can let that live on. Absolutely. And so you did really great on the first set of questions. Really great job. Thanks, man. Yeah. How, how are we, how are we doing so far on a scale of one to oh, 10? Oh, I think you're doing an 11. Oh <laughs> man. You're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> no, awesome. you really are. Cause this I appreciate is not it. easy questions. I mean, you're handling it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a great interviewer. That's, that's just what you do, man. Well, I appreciate that. So I have some really fun. These are going to be a little harder, but these are going to be, okay. I like to call like, the rapid response to the first thing that comes to mind. I want you just to shoot it out to me. All right. Go All right. It. So our first one, we're going to talk about bend in the road. So have you considered ever switching mm. careers and giving music a back seat? And if so, what other type of career would you even consider doing full time? If you can never do music again? Uh, you know what, as, as stupid as it sounds, I've always wanted to be a storm chaser always thought that was like the coolest job chasing tornadoes chasing storm cells across the country i don't even know how you start in that career or how you get in that industry at all but if i wasn't doing music which would be a long shot i think i'd have to go into storm chasing i think that's what i would want to do see jacob see i see I you <laughs> you're like i don't want to do that <laughs> You're talking about exposure therapy. My God. Oh, uh, man. I, oh I, I cannot stand. Everyone knows, like, I would rather a hurricane all day long. Tornadoes and being here in Shreveport, sometimes we get them. And I'm about ready to pull every hair out of my head. I already got gray hair up here already. I'm about man, ready to die. I bet. And see, here's the thing, though, is like, I, I totally get that living in there, in, in that environment, too, where you do have the danger of impending hurricane, whatever. I guess in the storm chaser world, I would just be driving to wherever this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh there's the storm i'm gonna go there but i don't know I, there, for some reason i i just love like we're having a storm outside right now in tennessee and you know i was i was coming inside i was like oh should i watch it like is it gonna be it? like you know which way is it moving like I, <laughs> i'm kind of a nerd about it so i think i could be a good storm chaser well, I love that you answered it that way. I will not be joining Jacob <laughs> on that road trip. <laughs> You're probably not the only one that would not want to be on there with me. Oh, no. Uh-uh. The dogs either. They're probably going to be like, oh, oh no. Dogs, dogs got to stay at home. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So I got another fun one for you. Look right. at you is the next one. Okay. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what age would you choose and what would you say to him at this time? It's uh, a great question because... It's often my favorite icebreaker to ask somebody older than me. It's like, well, you know, I just turned 25. So I'm like, oh, what would you tell your 25-year-old self? It's my favorite thing I ask people. But um, I feel like when I was first starting out in music, I was given some bad advice, not like ill-intentioned bad advice, just they, they still wanted the best for me. I just think it was maybe not the advice I needed to hear. And I think that I never really took a back seat and decided, oh, I'm going to sit, process this and choose what I want to do. And I think I had too many people that I was kind of letting, it wasn't their fault. It was my fault. Uh, allowing their feedback to almost kind of make me overthink. And then it turned into nothing. 
So I think I would tell my younger self to um, focus on what you want to do. Focus on what you really want to achieve with a product that you make. If I mean, and we're talking about music. This doesn't could be applied to anything, but you know, just overall, just don't overthink things. It's not worth that extra worry and stress. I'm, honestly, I, I've been kind of doing this in my life now of like, don't think, just do. And I think I heard it from the ranch, uh, the Netflix show. It was like, just, don't think, just do. And I think that's such a great little, just takes me out of my overthinking self and puts me in the moment and allows me to be present and focus on what I need to focus on. I love that. So. I mean, Jacob, I just talked to um, an artist yesterday and we kind of talked just about mantras and how important it is for you to have something that you can recite, mm-hmm. that you can find within yourself and just say, hey, this is something that helps me feel centered and grounded. And I like this part of me. And maybe I don't understand it fully. And that's the great thing about life. It's like as we continue to evolve, mm-hmm. there's things that maybe we liked about ourselves or that maybe we didn't understand. And we start to have more clarity, hopefully, when we do the soul searching and and we start aligning yeah. ourselves to people who really have our best interests at heart. And that is so vital, especially in the music industry, because this is a hard industry to be in. It's similar to like acting or modeling. Like it's a very limited window um, yeah. that people can have if you don't have the backing or support or, or the money or the know-how. You can get sucked into it really quickly and easily. And it can be difficult for people to manage their, their careers. But I think for you, you're, you're grounded and you have a very strong support system, which makes it easier. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm blessed to have the support system I have, the family, friends, all those around me. I just, I want to be around good people and good people only. And thankfully I've been in that position. So um, no doubt, uh, don't overthink, just, just do it. Just, you know, what you got to do, do it. That's, that's the mantra I guess I'm moving by today. There we go. I love that one. <laughs> all right. So I have another one for you. Give me your love. Okay. So what is your definition of the word love? And the second part of that is, who are some of the people in your life that have shown you unconditional love? Love. Um, I believe God is love, for sure. I think love, that's a great question, man. Um, love is not at all what it seems to be, I think, in modern pop culture the Roman candle, you know, very Hollywood love, I don't think is always that accurate. I think the best love challenges you, it pushes you. And even in a, it can be frustrating. Love can be very frustrating because it's, it's difficult to navigate. You're, you know, I think about, I mean, to, to answer almost the second part of the question too, uh, some of the skips show me unconditional love is, um, I mean, my, my family growing up, no doubt they have my back. And now my fiance, we're get, I'm getting married uh, here in about two months, pretty much. And I think about her and I think about the love that she's shown me and I've grown so much because of that love. So I think love can be a lot of things, but the best sort of love makes you better and, and not even that makes you better, wants to make you like you, you want to get better. It's, it's that sort of thing. It motivates you to be better. That's, I don't know, might be, might be way overthinking love, but that's, that's what it seems like it is to me. <laughs> no, but I love that you say that because you appear to be in love with not only others, but with yourself. And that's, I feel like 
when I think of love, I always think of self-love. It's so important for us to find, first of all, you have to like yourself before loving yourself. And when you can start to like those, even those, those negative parts of you, then you can start to turn it around and make it a positive for you. And I, first of all, congratulations on on the marriage that I know Thank is going to be fulfilling because y'all are both bringing yourselves to the table and you've gone through the highs and lows. And I think like in life in general, we have to remind ourselves that it's not about picture perfect. You know, we have to learn about being perfectly imperfect in our in our walk and our talk and the things we do. And so I'm just very excited for your musical journey, yeah. but also your life journey, because that's going to help your music to even flow in a different direction because you're going to have so many experiences to tell. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, I have a really fun idea. I'm not sure if you're thinking about doing this or not, Okay. but one of my guests actually did this and when he was getting married, um, so hopefully your, your fiance doesn't hear this far. <laughs> oh no, she's in the other room. She's, she can't hear you right now. Okay. So this will, well, maybe she doesn't need to listen to this episode because I, this is my, oh, I guess you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there was a real fun idea that he came up with and he, t he actually did a music video. And so like, they were doing like the, the video videographer, I guess is who it was, was like kind of taking snapshots and they thought it was yeah. like, just going to be like videos for the actual wedding, but he made the entire video based on the wedding. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, it was it was such a great moment, you know, when he shared and I watched his video. I'm going to send it to you later on so you can okay. kind of watch it. Um, but it might be something, if you don't do that, you can do a variation of something, maybe like before the bachelorette or bachelor party, like maybe something you can do and just kind of use segments of things. And then it'll be almost like a video scrapbook, a montage, instead of it just being something like, oh, we're doing it now. She'll be able to always go back and experience it. And then when y'all expand your family in the future, if that's something y'all plan to right. do, this would be something where they'll be like, oh, I remember that moment. That was really such a, a cool moment that you gave yourself and your time to make her day well. But also you did something for you, too, that you your day was actually blessed because you spent time investing in this. So that might be yeah. something to think about. Yeah, no, I love that. It's, it's cool because, I mean, you talk about like a beautiful setting and, and just the right sort of. I mean, that you can't think of a more perfect place than a wedding, but uh, especially when you're trying to do a music video for for something romantic or something something about love, that'd be a great idea. So, thank you. That's a good. Uh, I might I might hold on to that. If I if I do, I'm not gonna let her listen to this podcast for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I can't spoil the surprise, babe. Yeah, that that would be that would be bad. I mean, they'll be like, wait, but you can blame me if it goes wrong. You can be like, well, Jerry kind of screwed. No, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. Promise. <laughs> Well, I'm really excited for you and, and your new music. So before we end, I have um, one set of questions that I like to combine these two together. So the first first part of that question yeah. is, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? And then the second part of that is, can you let us know what's next for you? Anything new that you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I actually just released a brand new song called Look At You. And it's a, it's a great love song that uh, I'm super happy to release. It's been probably a year and a half since I put something new out, uh, but it's out everywhere. So people can find that on, here on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, YouTube, anywhere. Literally, it's, it's everywhere you want to listen. It's, it's somewhere. So, um, and then what's next is uh, we've been in the studio a lot recording some new songs. 
that I'm really excited to release. And I think the plan just going to be kind of stringing out. I don't want to put out an EP or an album yet. I don't think it's, it's the right time, but for, for where I'm at right now, I think just releasing some singles here and there would be a great way to go. So uh, I'm hoping that we can get maybe two more out before the end of the year. Uh, so definitely people can, can follow me on Instagram or, or TikTok, whatever, Jacob Morris official. Um, and they'll, they'll know when those drop, but uh, yeah, I th- I'm thinking being able to put out a lot of music and give people more is kind of the path I want to be on right now. So listeners can definitely expect some more music here soon. Well, I'm just very proud of you and what you've been able to do in your life and your career. And I just want you, Thank absolutely. You, and I just want you to know here from me, because I'm all invested and you succeeding. And that goes for all my artists that come on the show. Um, I always want to see y'all win and it's room at the table for everyone to succeed. And we need to have more inclusiveness and less divisiveness in the world. And I feel like you yeah. are a living proof that if you follow your dreams, you, you go out and you set forth to do the right thing. Good things are going to come back your way and you'll be able to help bless someone else who may not even know that they matter or that they exist and just you being who you are and sharing that with someone else, they will feel connected. And I'm very proud of what you've been able to do. Man, thanks for all the kind words, Earl. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for, you know, that, that stuff doesn't ever go unnoticed for, for artists. It's, it's, um, you know, I think a lot of people think it's just this feeling like we're rock stars all the time. It's really not it. There's a lot of um, up and downs and, and any bit of support is never, ever taken for granted. So thank you. I appreciate you. I wish the same for you. Thank you for having me on today. This has been a, a blessing, man, to chat. So I appreciate you taking your time to do this. Oh, absolutely. And then if you ever, P.S., if you ever need any help, well, like if you have some beats and some songs, I love writing yeah. stuff. So like, all right, I will definitely be on board to help you maybe create right, a, a song. <laughs> I might have to send some stuff your way then. I, you might be a new songwriter. You never know. I always tell people, I, I actually <laughs> write a lot of poetry and I've written some books of poetry. And so people just always left. They're like, where did that come from? Like, they can't believe that I, my mind went in these different directions. But I feel like I could always, off the top right. of my head, come up with some real cool ideas to help people. And I'm actually working with another artist right now who's going to be releasing some music soon. And so I re- recorded some real cool Very stuff cool. with them. and. I'm hoping that he'll be able to use it. So I would love to help you any way I can. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. That's cool. I'm, uh, yeah. if, if, if he's putting out something or, or something you worked on gets released, let me know. I'll push it out and promote it. Yeah, it's going to be real cool. I'm excited. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not a singer. I love to sing for fun, but I love to create. So, like, he's like, oh, no, this is real good stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> ah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much, um, Jacob. And for our listeners, let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you again, Jacob, and I will have you back very soon to perform on my second podcast. If you guys have not heard of Space Between, um, we will have him hopefully in the near future to perform some of his hit songs. And then hopefully if there's any covers or things that he might be interested in performing with his songs, we would love to have that as well. But Jacob, Keep doing what you're doing, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Man, appreciate you. Can't wait for the next time. All right. Have a great evening. You okay, too, brother. Bye. Bye.
Oh, 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 oh,